I wonder if that's inappropriate to be that aggressive. I mean, it did stick with me. I'm not going to lie. The yeah. bangs and the dress. I mean, I thought I saw one of the girls who's a member had bangs. I'm like, oh. and then I, re- I literally, this was like two days ago. And I was like, God, I'd love bangs. But I remember Savan distinctly saying like, it must have been that bad. Man, that's, well. Why didn't she like the bangs? Is it everybody or just my bangs? I, no, no uh, I really am into um, just shit, just all natural. Do you know Matt? Matt Cariana, Cariana Matt? How yeah. do you guys know each other? Matt multiple times. Yeah. And I work right. with Bailey. Um, Matt, do you, I don't mean to be rude, but do you mind talking into the mic? I'm trying not to, <laughs> I'm trying not to eat into it. Yes. You guys know each other through Bailey. I mean, through, through CrossFit. Through CrossFit. Because you guys are both employees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, I try not to say mean stuff, but sometimes it just comes out weird. Like, Paul wishes he was a CrossFit employee. Like that. You know? Just like, <laughs> just throw like a rock over there. Truer just, words were never spoken. Yeah, but that's just not, lava. that's Boy, not like. Boy, he really is fucking smart and creative, like he yeah. said. Mm-hmm. Analytical. You hit the nail right on the head. You know yourself very well. Kariana's been like pointing at you like you're a diamond over yeah, in the like, field that she can't grab. Like being like, dude, big, someone grab the diamond for flags. fuck's sake. <laughs> I um, have to revisit that. Yeah, you. Um, I don't think saying something like that is mean, but directly like saying to a female, like, "Wow, like that does not look good on you." I think that's ballsy. Did anyone else comment about your bangs? Only in a positive way. <laughs> what did Bill think about them? He loves me, and however I choose to oh, wear my God, hair. Oh God, I hate those mates. <laughs> Haley's, Haley's like that too. How do these pants look? I mean, you, I love you. What the <laughs> fuck does that have to do with anything? Yeah. Well, Savia. no, I think he just knows better. He's smarter. He has to deal with the consequences. You can tell mm-hmm. me that a dress looks bad and you don't really have to care. Here, here's, here's, here's really what, what I, I think. think. I think you um, are remarkable looking. And so like for you to do anything that makes you less remarkable looking, I, I'm, I'm like, um, it would be like painting Mount Rushmore. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like it would be. You, it Savan. would be like it would still be cool, but it's like, why would you do that to Mount Rushmore? Hmm. He's intimidated. Are you saying I'm big? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Are you saying I'm Mount Rushmore? And you're really <laughs> stiff. Huge personality. <clears throat> She's beautiful like a mountain. Hmm. Mm. Stoic. Do you know Eric Maciel? Yes, I also know Eric. Um, From CrossFit. Eric used to weigh 220 pounds. Did and you? Now he's 160. Now he's 165 pounds. I know. Yeah. The last couple of times I've been here, it's been Eric and I in the gym. We've been the first people in. Yeah, he's he Committed. basically lives here. And if you don't know that, he'll tell you. <laughs> like a true. Like a true. First one in, last one out. That, and and here on the weekends, it's weird shit. It's weird. Um, uh, but awesome. We get a lot yeah. done with him. And we have Paul visiting from somewhere on the East Coast. And we have Kariana. Anthes. 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 And uh, we have Matt Bischel who runs CrossFit social media. Um, Kariana, you were on the L1 staff. I was on the L1 staff. And now you work in? So now I work in the training department administration. And, and you own an affiliate. And I own an affiliate. And how long have you owned an affiliate? Um, I affiliated in October, or I opened in October of 2008. Do we have a picture of that wow. dress on your Instagram that we could see? 
No, I think I removed all. I think that was before Instagram. That yes. was at like an early games party, and I think I borrowed it from Jessica Blauer. It was like the first year that Bob was at the. It was like a yellow dress. Did you say Jessica Blauer? Yeah, I think it's Jesse Blauer. Okay, is it short for <laughs> Jessica? I have no idea. I don't know. What was wrong with the dress? Something was weird about it. I think it was like a um, high waisted. Oh yeah. Yellow. Yeah. Now I remember, and, the, and sometimes I see women doing that. Like that's like became in vogue, like to wear mom pants. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I like, don't have think I've pants. ever done the mom pants. That's that is something that Bill is very distinct about. Like no mom pants, no none of the weird. Like now it's kind of into where the high bikini bottoms. Yeah. Oh, it's a horrible look. No. That's what he said. Why oh, would anybody do that to themselves? Not beautiful. We were at the Point Market getting no. a breakfast beer on uh, Sunday. Didn't see you there. I invited you. I think you probably don't remember. But there were a group of girls that walked in, probably maybe early 20s, and they all had these, like, one of them yeah. had the high-waisted shorts. The jean the... shorts that are super short, mm -hmm. but very high. Yeah, and then the then the pants that were, like, loose and high-waisted. I just think That's of Portland when I awful. see those. I just think of the Northwest, Great Northwest. Yeah. Uh, um, did, yeah you know Dave, did you know Dave wrote a book? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Um, Mom jeans. Dave, wow. Dave Eric Castro? just hit in stride yeah. today. Yeah. I bring that up with you because you're close with him. You're you're better friends with him than most people. Yeah. Um, you didn't know he wrote a book? No. Yeah. Book. It was, um, you know, Lil Wayne when he was in jail? You probably oh, didn't know that. Oh, okay. Oh, go. What? No, there was a whole <laughs> thing about the, the Lil Wayne jail thing. Some of the Dave, you know, you have to like forget about some things. But now it's sort of back to Let's me. circle back and, and dig out all those things you have to forget. So um, you uh, so so basically there was a Lil Wayne wrote a book when he was in jail. It was a journal documenting his 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 defeats and right. triumphs behind the bar. Okay. Bars. And um, Dave read that and that and he wanted to write a, a book on games history and he's like, man, that's gonna be like a massive monumental task. Well, he's writing a book though. Is he it... wrote it. It's done. Oh so it, yes I knew he was writing. I didn't know Done. Right. So he was going to write this book on games history, and it was like he's like, hey, let me take a stab at a smaller book first, mm -hmm. and see how this plays out. Right. So he basically, I want to say 2017, um, before the regionals, he started just basically taking notes, taking notes, taking right. notes, and writing and writing and writing, and basically did a giant journal on the CrossFit Games up until the games finishing, yeah. and he finished it. Yeah, and last year he was doing his little word count. That's yes. what he would post the word count. Yes. It yes. was a, it was a documentary of. Yes, the current versus the history. Paul, are you going to write a book? Maybe one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, for those of you, Paul is a fascinating story. You have to see his podcast if it, if it makes it. Um, <laughs> oh, you are. In it's it's going to be a good day. It's yeah. already, it's going to be a good uh, day. So, um, so you opened this gym in 2008. Um, how, wh when, how long had you been doing CrossFit? Um, someone introduced me to CrossFit maybe just earlier that year and I had been in the fitness industry and was just interested in like, ah, okay, I need some continuing ed. I'll give it a, give it a shot. So I signed up for a course, a level one in Baltimore in April. And I can't remember at the time, I think I was just running like a, a boot camp with some women doing my own thing. And I went down and was like blown away. Pat, Pat was at that. Maggie Tinsher, um, John Gilson, like just That's a, a huge group crew. of people. Mm -hmm. And I just remember driving back and being like, literally walking in 
the door at home and just getting the computer out and like typing my affiliation essay. And wow. Had no idea like what that would look like um, and started implementing it in the boot camp just outside with dumbbells. Um, and then kind of found a space and against some people's you know, advice, like that probably doesn't look great on paper. I, I wouldn't do this. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, and then since then, I've moved into a bigger space. And so you had a park gym. Yeah. So basically, you got affiliated. You, so you so you heard about CrossFit. Mm -hmm. You went to an L one. Yep. You had your mind blown. You opened an affiliate. Yep. But you didn't have an affiliate. You just. Right. And what did yeah. you name it? So that at that time, it was Empower CrossFit because my camp my boot camp was like Empower Boot Camp. Um, and then at some point we moved to Morristown. I guess I had to change the I changed the name. Um, Tell me, so, let's go back to the outdoor yeah. gym. What's an outdoor gym like? You haul your shit, like you affiliate. <laughs> How do you get your first client? Do you put all your stuff in your car? How do you know what equipment to have? All that stuff. Yeah, um, and like I said, I had Did you like a main site. I had a boot camp kind of thing going on. There was a local park that at the time they weren't. Um, wise on the fact that they could charge people an obscene amount of money to be using the park. So show up and um, had some dumbbells and, you know, whatever. Uh, it was like an outdoor, it's still there, like an outdoor skating rink. Um, but then once I had done the CrossFit seminar, I started implementing more just body weight things, squats, shorter workouts, push-ups. And it was really the first time I saw things really change with these women. So it was, it was all women. Um, like didn't have a push up, has a push up. Oh, like, so you really... had an established crew. Yeah. And then you just started experimenting yeah. CrossFit on them. You Basically. just went to this L1 yeah. and then stamped that shit. Did they notice right away where they're like, hey, Karyana, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Initially it was like, hey, you know, what, what's different? But they, you know, there was that rapport built and that trust. Um, and I think initially some of them were a little like, what, what, are, we, what are we doing? What's this new thing? And at the mm -hmm. time they didn't know about other CrossFits. I mean, like, oh, there's other CrossFits out there. Um, so it was kind of cool because it was like unadulterated and just, this, hey, this is what you've, you trust me as your coach and trainer and this is what we're doing now. And they were like, okay. But I started out with like four training bars. Hmm. You know, like we didn't even have, I think I bought- What is a, that? That's like a light bar, like a 15, 15 pound. pound. Okay. Um, and I bought a bunch of used bars from Rutgers for like $15 each. I just loaded them in my car hmm. and- that was it. So, and then, uh, yeah, and that gym was pretty small. Did you lose any time. clients when you switched to the CrossFit method? Like, were um, any of the women? You know, maybe a few, but it was probably also, you know, that demographic just needed to get a little bit more diverse. So. And at the time, did you speak nutrition to your clients at that time? Yeah, that was always something I was interested in. And um, so, I mean, not in a formal way, but. Um, but we have still members that are, you know, from the old school, you know, these housewives that were doing CrossFit longer than a lot of the the guys now, which is kind of crazy, mm -hmm. who are still members since then. So you move, you, you for some reason, what's the catalyst? What Why do you move from the park inside? I mean, just obviously you're limited by, you know, where you're going to do pull-ups and barbells. And like to really, I just felt like to do it right, we needed a space. Could you do a pull-up? I could do a pull-up. I lied actually at my level one oh, no. because at that time <laughs> the unsafe room. we split. They split you into. We did like a breakout, 
with like rowing and it was it was a lot different um and then there was a pull-up breakout but they asked you like if you have a pull-up or if you don't have a pull-up if you don't have a pull-up you went into a group that was learning like how to get a pull-up if you do it was gonna like push you a little bit more into like kipping and I was like I well I'm close I don't want to I don't want to get put in that group. <laughs> like, I, I, I think I could get it. So I just went into the group and, you know, that was that. Have you, have you ever competed at the games? Not at the games. You Have you competed at the regionals? Regionals. And t- tell me about that. So, you, so you, in 2008, you started doing CrossFit. 2009, you move into a indoor? 2008, October, move in, I started doing CrossFit early 2008. Okay. Late 2008, move indoors. And when do you start getting like, hey, I'm going to like, because you come into CrossFit mm-hmm. being in good shape, but yeah. not having a pull up. Right, right, So right. you're not a well-rounded athlete. Right. Yeah, I mean, pretty quickly after starting, I was like, okay, this is what, this is what CrossFit is. I'm going to do that. Um, and then it was interesting because we had sectionals at that time instead of the open. So it was like, okay, well, this is what people do. I will do this and <laughs> attend and participate. Um, and then I... I won our sectionals and I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And at that time, then those people went, you know, to regionals. And, um, so kind of from the beginning, I was in that competitive, what it was at that time space. And, and were you a competitive person growing up? Were you like, a- yeah, I would say so. I did gymnastics and have that sort of, I don't think I'm good at competing. Like I get really stressed out, but I'm competitive. So trying think, to figure that, that out. <laughs> that's not that abnormal. Yeah, who is in here who is just talking to us about it? About there's two different, you know, it's it's a way different to be performing in a gym versus performing yeah. out on the floor. But I mean people like who thrive on that or that like they can channel it or but you know, like my husband was a high level soccer player and his thing is like, well, you can't just show up and decide you're gonna mentally be ready at the game. Like you have to be practicing that daily and I think I just expected to show up and be like calm and just you know I think that's what I think that's what everyone thinks too who's in the fans that you guys just show up and do your thing yeah and just do your thing it just comes naturally I just watched the um I just watched the weirdest thing a a friend came to my house last night and streamed something off of Facebook with Tom that could be anything with Tom Brady (laughs) And it was, uh, it's a series he's doing for Facebook, and it shows him and his wife and his kids. Mm-hmm. And do you know what I'm talking about? No. Um, one of our members is like a huge Tom Brady fan and told me that he's like really intense in like his nutrition. His, like everything is like this very involved. Like he's, there's not a lot of boundaries at all is he's all got, the time. He's got his own method. Yeah. TB the method. The yeah. method. The, the, I, I watched part five. And, and I think it's called spiritual game and it starts off um, really bad, but then there ends up being a great takeaway in there. Basically he talks about the magic on the field. Okay. You, you know what I mean? But like after interviewing Paul, like the, there's no magic on the field. There's magic in the operating room. Mm. But anyway, <laughs> um, it's just football for fuck's sake. But he does say this, which is kind of amazing. He basically wants to keep playing football because it's the only place where he feels like he's himself. Mm. So he's basically in this Zen fucking amazing state right. when he's on the field. Right. And it's like, wow, now I, like he's an artist, but like like if you paint, you can paint your whole life and go through the different right. phases of your painting, but his shit's going to be taken from him. It's like when Apple got rid of yeah. Final Cut Pro, like I lost my art. 
Yeah, and I think that's like a. Does probably that make a... sense to you? What I just. <laughs> yeah, it's not to a lot of people. It's but... a bit obscure, but yeah. It makes okay, sense. sorry. Okay, go on. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think people either have that or don't. Like, I don't feel I never felt like that about, you know, competing. I feel like that about coaching. You know, when you get in there and it's just like it doesn't matter what's happening before you get to class or what you're dealing with. You get in there and it's just not not an autopilot. Just it's just what you your identity, who you are, what you're meant to do, and you're just focused and not focus all at the same time just and that's but yeah for someone whose art is going to expire or there's going to be an end to it that's kind of a sad thing your 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 husband was a green beret yes um what did he lose his art like when he has to come out of the military like are you married to a guy who you have uh, an artist who lost his paintbrush yeah i would say that i mean i think it was really hard him transitioning you know you kind of think like okay well just figure it out and to to lose your sense of purpose that you've had for a very long time even that starts before you maybe start you know if that's something you've aspired to your whole life and then just one day that's it um I think that can be really challenging and I think that's um so things like I mean I think CrossFit's it that's why probably a lot of military it's a draw for a lot of ex-military because it has some of those elements of a team and you know especially working on staff there's that notion of like always feedback and getting better and um, those elements but I think that's that's a very good way of putting it and what does he do now so we run the gym and then he also does uh, he's on staff newly on staff um, and then he started his own business, uh, between the ears, which Paul's wearing that shirt. So that's in a hobby stage right now, but, uh, between those three things, he's busy. Is between the ears, is that what you were talking about in terms of, um, mental prep before going out onto the field? Um, I mean, I guess it, it could be, but his, who he offers it to and what it's about is much more you know, applicable for everybody. I mean, not everybody's in that scenario, but just, yeah, just the, just the mental state of pretty much life, you know, applicable to whether you're a parent, an athlete or whatever. Do you help teach the course? No, I'm, I seem to find myself in the assisting role quite frequently. <laughs> so my Dave has been a good training role to then <laughs> help Bill. Um, so I help, Paul has helped. Since he's done some, um, I'm good at being the backup and the support. Um, it, it must be getting close to leaving the hobby phase if it's got a T-shirt. Yeah, um, yeah. Real. I think it's it's a time uh, it's a time thing. You're just seeing like where it would go and what's what's reasonable. Some of the events are like overnight. How many of those can you really do by yourself? Mm. You know. So. So, so you've had your affiliate for ten years. Yeah. And Paul's a client of yours. Well, Paul's not actually a member of ours. He's at a different gym where he started out originally. Paul has been a client of yours. He's he come he's a friend. He comes to classes. When he um comes into class, Paul's mm -hmm. had open heart surgery. He got a new valve. Did you yes. know that? Yes. Did you know him before and after? I did. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Did you visit him? No. We weren't really close probably until no. after. I also didn't want a lot of visitors back then. Your post valve. Um, oh, your PV. 
But yes, Paul, um, I remember the first time I met Paul was at like a community event at a bar and he had like just joined on there and, and you know, our gyms, I don't think at the time, we had a brief period where we were... Enemies? No. Oh. Part of the, those gym, the Gorilla Fitness gyms and we tried to sort of um, co-brand and in the end we ended up doing our own thing and just keep keeping our communities and our cultures a little separate but so like he was the only one though that came from that gym and he was like isn't this like don't I thought people like do this we're like no Paul <laughs> apparently they don't but thank you for coming and Sang of course out. he and Bill started chatting and that was the end of it um so but right away you know definitely developed a connection but I wouldn't say we got to know each other till later yeah, but there is a connection between the gyms, right? Like they're they're friendly still, or oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, Greg actually he was one of the first CrossFit gyms in New Jersey. So when I was opening my gym, I mean he was great. I would I would drive up there, you know, ask him questions. Um, and then as the gyms started to grow in New Jersey, we thought, you know, why don't we maybe try co-branding or sort of you know setting ourselves apart. Um, and we tried that. It's just amazing a community, how resistant people are to like mm -hmm. their own thing. Like the reason we we call ourselves Motown is that's what people call it. Mm -hmm. And so in the end we decided, we initially combined Facebook, social media, and people like lost their minds. Yeah, like we're not doing the same programming, we're not doing this. And it's just really an important identity thing for people. So we, you know, at the end of the day, we just do things differently and we still go get lunch and hang out and it's it's difficult to go from the gym that you learned CrossFit at and go to another one. Yeah. From just like cultural norms, uh, traditions, everything with I mean, just outside of CrossFit, like mm -hmm. fitness is is one thing, but just like trying to acclimate to something else is difficult. I mean, I I had struggles with it when yeah. I left my first gym and went to another one. Yeah. So the only gym you've ever trained at is your gym. Yeah. I mean, I know you've yeah. seen it. Right. Shit loads of gyms, but. That's okay. Yeah. Um, when when do you have any other clients, or have you ever trained with someone or worked with someone who's had open heart surgery in your gym? And is it is it scary? Is it freaky? Are you like okay, get the defibs going, have the glass door already open? No, I mean not not no, I haven't. Um, not scary with Paul, just because he is so familiar. Like really, just when he comes in, he takes like such responsibility for himself. I mean, there's that awareness, sure, and. You know, like okay, the AD was checked this week. We're we're good, um, but you know, it's always scary when there's whether it's a diabetic or someone with a condition. Like anything could happen, um, and sometimes you have people that come in that don't disclose. You could put out forms and talk to people, and I mean, we have that at level once. You know, anybody have anything they need to tell us, and then. After the workout, they're like, "Oh, I just had a kidney uh, replacement." You're like, <laughs> it might have "That was one of those things we were maybe <laughs> referring to." So, um, yeah, but it's not. It's more inspiring, I think, when he comes in, um, and just awesome to have the chance to coach him. I bet. Yeah. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but the, uh, so I'm dancing around this a little bit delicately here. Okay. Um, is... Can we see the video? Oh God. Of yes. when she did the open workout. 
Do you know where the that, open workout? Which one? Sorry, what I, number? I, I didn't. Uh, number thirteen? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, we, were, we, we were. We were. We were. What did you search this morning, Matt? When hope. you did hope? Oh, that oh, was. Hope. We were just talking Sorry. about that. Yeah, I knew. What, what, I knew what you were you asking mean in, the whole in time. In the garage? Yeah, in the yeah. garage. What yeah. was that? Uh, I knew you were. I was just saying because it wasn't. It was one of the hope workouts. It wasn't. Um, it was the like education one. Or yeah. something. I think it was two minutes at a station or something like. No, that. No, no, no. That was the that was a different hope one, mm. because Have, that was like a fight gone bad style. Uh-huh. This was the dumbbell one. Have you been more? Yeah, Kenya. I'm yep. sorry, it was for Kenya. Have you been uh, more um, reflective in the last year than you have in in the previous eight or nine years of your life? Yeah, you know what's funny is we just had a meeting and I so I was sitting next to Todd Widman and he said like the same thing or something about about you me having a. Um, I can't remember exact phrase he used, but that he noted that I guess from things I've posted or yeah, I guess maybe it's just things like reaching a certain point in your life where you start reflecting on things or what's important. Is it or, you're being more reflective or you're being more generous with who you are? Um, I guess both. Just maybe like as you get older and some of those things that insecurities that maybe held you back or now are things that are still there but maybe they're helping to push you forward more than be handicaps i probably see you like once or twice a year there's sometimes when i see you maybe two or three times a year um we've worked out a handful of times like in a hotel gym or whatnot or, or somewhere um, you usually scale. A I, lot usually, I scale things. a lot. I scale a lot. <laughs> look at those. Look at those orange. Are those nano twos? Those are twos. Oh my god! Oh, god, I don't I, see this. God, video. I love a two. That's exactly what. All I, I remember show is, so, is, yeah. Okay. Can you, I ran there in the morning in I the pitch black that. with my phone, because they're like, well, just run from the hotel. I'm like, okay. I didn't account for the fact that there was no streetlights, so I'm running down the middle of this road at like 5 a.m. with my phone like this until I saw this like light it's hairball too it's not close yeah, it was uh <laughs> I've, I've never run that run from your hotel to greg's house where this video was shot but i've, I've ridden it on a bike and it's hairball i cannot imagine running it yeah um, well slower running so maybe not as so over the years i basically i've heard you discuss like basically your different um body types i feel like mm-hmm. and i feel like um there's times when you've wanted not wanted to be so muscular Yes. In this footage, is that one of those bodies? Let me let me assess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let and, me get my and, and lenses Carada, on. How old are you now? I will be thirty nine in April. Did, when I say this to you, do you, does that resonate with you still, or are you like it's just foolish nonsense of, oh, yeah. of a young yeah. CrossFitter, young CrossFitting but, woman? I mean, you were, you you are in that you were in the pioneer phase. Yeah. Of the sport, you know, in two thousand eight, there weren't a lot of women who looked like this <laughs> unless they were in the fucking Olympics. Still, yeah, I, I guess you know because f- you don't. I mean, you look no. tiny compared to a games athlete, right? But I mean, oh, do you remember how strict Greg oh was with your with your form? Yes, my he kept telling me, you know, please get back on your heels in the squats, and I was like, I just <laughs> I hear you. I was like, I don't know if that was a oh, and that pull up bar somehow was just awful. I think it was like brand new. And it was just like, do you need chalk? The, I just kept looking. Do you need chalk? You're the first person who ever used it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like 500 pull-ups or something. Um, yeah, I think that's been 
and now I have a daughter that's um, 10. Mm-hmm. And it's just such an interesting, um, I don't know, like crux, like the, the body image things. And I think even though that, you know, is a far cry from being muscular compared to what a lot of the games athletes are. Are you this muscular now? I don't know. I, I'm always so I always look back at these and I'm like, God, was I what didn't what didn't I like? Right. You know then. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. But Isn't then that weird? I. That's awesome. Yeah. But I that's love always the, that. and that's then good. that's the reminder. Like, I'm gonna look back at this and and so just why not just appreciate it while you're here. So I, I think I'm probably the same. I had a back injury a couple of years ago, um, and that I think was a pivotal moment because I was what? doing what. I mean, I heard, I ended up having like, ah, it would hurt, and then I'd take a week off, and it would set me back, and then finally my body just was like, you're done. And so I have two disc herniations. Um, but I couldn't, my kids... And, not, not a specific event. No. I think it was know. just years of just being irresponsible, not intentionally, but that's the thing now in the gym. You like look at people, mm-hmm. and you're like, you are not invincible. I mean, I really, Bill had an injury, same thing back, and I thought, I really thought like, Oh, you've got weak genes. Like that's that's too bad. And then I was like, God, like how how does this happen? Um, well, especially if you're working out more than once a day. Yeah, like and it, just it compounds some of the movement things that weren't ideal, not warming up, like just all those things. Just you're not invincible, right? And it's going to happen. Um, but that at that time, I ended up like because I couldn't move. I mean, the kids had to like help me get my clothes on and I was like I could like only have could be able to like walk for fitness like I couldn't do anything I was like this is horrible um but anyway so I wasn't lifting and I lost a lot of weight like I look back at one of the seminar things we had um trainer summits and was like like I didn't think I realized it at the time um and probably why my back injury was sort of hand in hand and so that was interesting because now I'm able to do things that like I haven't done in a while, like, you know, clean for me, like 155 pounds or, and I cleaned that once yesterday <laughs> on that rope workout. The, Oh, the five, four, three, two, yeah, one. Yeah. You did the women's weights. But I don't know what I did, but I finished with one. Yeah. And so now it's like that, even though sometimes I think I can be critical and be like, Oh, like, I should be smaller, this, that. At the end of the day, like, I really, it is important to me to be capable and resilient and strong. And so, and, you know, not to sound cliche, but to practice what I preach with my daughter and that that's, that at the end of the day is more, I'm I'm not going to sacrifice. Like, I'm not going to go into work and be like, eh, like, like, not do something that is going to require shrugging because, and that's a real thing. I mean, I remember being at dinner with, I think it was Bob Harper, and he was telling me, and he knows my body image things and my, you know, issues. And he's like, well, one of the girls out in Hollywood, like, she doesn't do any shrugging, you know, because she can't have oh, those big traps. Oh, because you got some traps. Yeah, and I was thinking, like, like I, I, I thought, like, I could never do that. I would never cut back on some weight because, like, well, what if I get... I feel like you well, modulated. Muscular. I feel like you modulated your fitness, and like I said, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but by running. So oh. if you felt like you got too big, I would, I would, <laughs> feel, you would, you would, you would just sort of, you would ramp up your running a little bit, and there was sort yeah. of like running was the great equalizer. Yeah. Is, is there? Yeah, I mean, I do enjoy running, 
but there's probably some but but you know a lot of the stuff is like logically and having knowing all this information and knowing that it doesn't x you know a doesn't equal x and whatever but somehow in your mind you're like okay maybe uh you can justify it somehow yeah i mean and it's all ridiculous but i do enjoy running but it's interesting because i did a marathon last year and i was the least fit and i still did crossfit and we only ran three times a week like chris hinshaw helped us and and it was just amazing to me like that was like not the best thing for your body physically body comps nothing you know which i knew is but it's interesting is to that do that experiment the training or the actual marathon the whole thing, yeah. The training, I like couldn't generate intensity in the gym with my workouts and. Oh, because yeah. of the increase. Yeah, uh, it was just running. Yeah, weird. So you're not running three times a week anymore. You're not running a no, lot now. No, oh, I ran wow. today around the gym <laughs> for the uh, the, oh, yeah. the main site workout. And you look pretty. You 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 look amazing. You look you look like you've been running a little bit. <laughs> I mean, you look, you look, you look, I mean, I haven't seen Wait, you. so are we saying that? I haven't seen you. I don't think you. that came out right. Yeah. yeah it what didn't does come that out. mean, Savan? No. I just think you look great. I think Thank you. Al- I think you've always looked great. It's one of those things, um, you know, it's like, uh, I remember you're, you're looking at this picture and be like, hey, what the fuck could have been wrong with this body? And I right. remember like being in the fourth grade and looking at a picture of like a girl I liked and or who liked me in the third grade and being like, she was so pretty. Why didn't I like right, her? Right. And then in the fifth grade, looking at a girl who liked me in the fourth grade and be like, she was so pretty. Why didn't I like her? What's right. wrong with me? Um, so it's cool to hear you say that. Yeah. Like, like these eyes looking back, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. This chick's awesome. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think it's something that it can be like CrossFit did sort of cross over this thing with women. Like there's just as much of a disorder with the obsession with like the leanness. Like it used to be that's, you know, we've moved away from being thin. Okay. But there's just as much damage in the like if you don't have 12 abs. I mean, my mm-hmm. daughter asked me the other day, it was so weird. She goes, how many abs can you have? <laughs> like, and I was like, what kind of a question is that? You know? Um, but like, I, I, that's one of those things like that's now the new problem, you know, the, the leanness, like maybe it's not being muscular is fine, but you have to be like 5% body fat. Right. Um, so I think it's something sometimes it doesn't get, People aren't as honest about still having those. It's funny. There are these athletes in the community that I feel like are, have, um, that, you know, there was the bodybuilding crowd and then there's a CrossFit crowd. Right. And then I feel like there's these athletes who are kind of like trying to like play in the middle. Yeah. Like the figure thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting to see how that will take shape. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to the Arnold or the Mr. Universe or those things. Have you ever been to one of yeah. those? Um, some of the things you see there are, I would be so sad if I ever saw that at a CrossFit yeah, event. Just yeah. these, um, they don't look human to me. They right, don't, right, they, right. they, something's happened. Yeah. They, like I'm, I'm guessing it's surgical or, but, but they're not, um, they're not functional. You know, sleeping's yeah. hard for them and pooping's hard for them. And like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. carrying a baby would be hard for them. Like just normal shit is, would be weird. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, does your does your daughter do- does your daughter look up to you? Yeah, I th- I think she does. Yeah, like how did like in what way? Is she like, wow, um, mommy. I mean, shows? we're we're very similar, and I mean, she sent. I was showing Paul, she sent her, my her dad and I a screenshot of her. Like now, kids have power school. It's like online, all their grades, and hmm. they have access to it, and you can see if they're missing a homework and all the. T- it's kind of crazy. And I rarely go on the thing. 
because she goes on every day and she sent a screenshot of her grades and she has one B plus and one A minus and the rest are A's and A pluses. And she sent us the screenshot last night saying how upset she was that she was doing so badly in those classes. And I was like, so she's, um, do you let her off the hook or do you just not say anything? Do you be like, Oh, it's okay, sweetie. Or do you just like, no, I mean, I think it's, I think it's good to keep in perspective, like, what's important but i also think like well what it's a good lesson like well if you got a pluses all the time well where would you where's the opportunity to like grow or learn or if it really matters that you want to get an a then maybe you should talk to your teacher about what and it's not to say like i care if you get an a but if you really care right just like if you really want to be better at basketball well what are you doing to get better right if you're just showing up at practice and like that's it you, you need to do more. So it's a fine line, like not being the, like sounding like an overbearing person. But Does she drink coffee? So, Please tell so me she doesn't one drink of, coffee. No, but my son does. I will judge you. Do you, you know what movie that's from? No, but how old's your son? He's 13. Ay, ay, ay. Black. Black coffee. Only the one we make at home, though. So. Um, do you know what? Does anybody know what movie that's from? No, uh, it's um, something Quentin Tarantino. No, no, no. no. It's, it's got Alec Baldwin yes. in it. It's yeah. um, uh, Ashford. Ash, I, I don't know. I can't remember the name. Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. There you go. So, haven't you? So Put they've done a lot down. of they've done a <laughs> lot of like things with this. Like I think he was on Saturday Night Live and he was playing mm-hmm. Santa. And, so it's this. The whole premise of the movie is there are these sales guys selling like homes, and it's kind of a bullshit. Pro, you know, they're all. Shysters. Yeah. Hustlers. And they bring Alec Baldwin in to really like um like tell these people like you're pretty much screwed and you're all gonna lose your jobs and whatever. And and this guy is in the back with like a coffee and he's like, Put that coffee down. Coffee is for closers. <laughs> so Meaning it's like a reward. Yeah, like it's only for people that actually close deals and uh-huh. So they, they had like a remake on Saturday Night Live where it's like Santa and his elves, like put that hot chocolate down, you know. <laughs> but so Olivia got that. She wanted these very specific things for Christmas and that like two things. And one of them was that board. Some of the things we've had to edit, um, it came with like some suggestions and I can't remember what some of them were. <laughs> Wait, like, your daughter wanted a board like she that? She wanted that board, yeah. For Christmas? For, yeah, for messages, like different things. And some of them have so been... So message who? Just to put up in her room. Okay. All right. So that was the first thing she put up is the coffee is for clothes. We're looking at, um, <laughs> uh, we're here with Kariana Anthes. Anthes. And we're looking at a picture of her daughter holding a sign that you would see like in a, in a deli saying salami sandwich. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, so in 2008 in October, when you opened this gym, you had all female clients. Do you remember your first male client? What was that like? Yeah, I mean, a couple of the pretty quickly we had some male clients. Um, the, hu- I, the husbands? No, that's what's funny. I think they were. It was very. I remember one guy coming because his. So this is he actually ended up being a longtime member, and then he moved to Florida to open his own CrossFit, which was kind Good of cool. Um, what's the name of his gym? It is Hammock Beach CrossFit Hammock Beach. Great gym, one of my favorites. <laughs> So, but he came, you'll appreciate this. So she was like, he came and I'll appreciate it. Well, yes, of course I will reel it in. All right. We got to go there sometime. So his his wife had come home and said like, you'd love this so hard. You'd love this class. Oh, it's like awesome. And he was like, yeah. yeah." And then she was like, and the coach wears like the skimpiest clothing. (laughs) And he's like, all right, I'm in. 
she's like, she's, you know, she's good looking and she wears really short shorts. And he's like, fine, I'll go. So this he's like, his, his wife's telling me. Yeah. 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 That's a good. So wife. he comes in and he, and he tells the story. Cause he's like, you know, and here I come and I go home. I'm like, yeah. And I almost fucking died. And you know what? She was wearing sweatpants. She wore fucking sweatpants. <laughs> uh, but he ended up sticking around. So every now and then like he'd be like, you know, Oh, I came in one day to coach and I was wearing like game shorts, you know, and he's like, this is like the old school. He's like, it's a double win or a like win, win day. I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, well, it's your coaching and you're wearing like short shorts. Like what more can we want? Um, I had a couple, I had a guy, I that, remember. That, that, that must've been pre um, Harvey Weinstein. That shit's not tolerated anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No compliments, no. Uh, nothing. It's nothing. on a professional level. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, I had a guy come in and tell me like, I'll never join this gym. And I said, oh, okay. Like, do you mind telling me why? He goes, yeah, I'm not going to go somewhere where some girl's going to do more pull-ups than me. And I said, okay, well, that's probably good because we're also going to like lift more than you and like what a <laughs> pussy, Wait, you know? He came into your gym Yeah, to he tell said you that? that. He was there for some, I think we were working with like some of the football parents or something and and he was like, some of them are just... Was he joking? Was it no. tongue-in-cheek? Or? Sounds like he's dead no. serious. There's a lot, that community, you know, where I, the small town we live in, um, one of the reasons we moved to Morristown, which is like a bigger city, was just... It was just not the right demographic, and that would be one of those cases. Like, just can't get past your own stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. we we ended up with a nice group of people and clientele, but uh, the average husband, middle-aged husband, wasn't coming unless they were coming for the short shorts. Mm-hmm. I would say. Oh. I mean, which is a, I mean. Whatever your motivation <laughs> is, there was a there was a games <laughs> athlete at in Aromas in two thousand eight. I can't remember her name. Maybe I shouldn't even say her name, but she, okay. she she dropped off the map. But she she had a husband, and she was into CrossFit, and she was a contender to to win the games. And I remember Carrie and I went out and filmed her in New York, and her basically saying that her and her husband's relationship was ending mm. because of how strong and how fit she was getting, and she was like just surpassing him and everything. And that was like a deal wow. breaker for him. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's a good test. Like if that's the deal, then that's kind yeah, of yeah. It almost questions. feels like it's you can't blame it on on CrossFit for making that tip. It was something that, yeah. that, that riff was started elsewhere. Yeah. That, that's pretty common. Definitely. With CrossFit. CrossFit just exposes it. Yeah. It exposes those. I, I absolutely agreed. Definitely blame it on CrossFit. CrossFit <laughs> ended that relationship. We, we, we had, a, we had a young lady. Um, I, I'm sure you've heard this before. Um, you're friends with Greg and you've been around forever. So I'm sure you've heard this, but, um, Greg has said, you know, when you start doing CrossFit, um, you're either going to get a raise at your current job or you're going to get a new job. Right. You're either going to, your relationship's going to get better or you're going to leave it. And he has all these things. Yeah. And just yesterday, um, one of our copy editors here uh, is pregnant. And so she's taking maternity leave. So we're hiring a temp. Actually, two of them. Two of them are pregnant. Yeah. Two of them are pregnant. Yeah. Everyone around here gets Jeez. pregnant. Don't drink the water. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The, the, the old pregnant <laughs> thing. Pregnancy virus. <laughs> Careful where you sit. Um, <laughs> Uh, so we, we, she came in and, and we, we were interviewing her and she, she, her story was great. Um, she was, you know, 70 pounds overweight. She went into a CrossFit gym and cried every single day she went in cause she didn't know why she was there and what she was doing, but she knew it was the right thing. After 30 days, she stopped crying. Um, n- n- flash forward, you know, a year and she's lost 70 yeah. pounds and she, the boyfriend she had for eight years, she kicked him to the curb cause they were an abusive relationship. Yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah. And now she's trying to get a job here. Right. Like, it's all right. it's all uphill, baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is it's 
it's all it's all a good thing it's just it's all uphill it's just if you want to if you want if you're willing to look at those things for people that don't want to look at them it can be really scary and like you know we've had a number of those cases in our gym and my own life and just but have you had anyone who's come in with diabetes and on the meds and then and then they get off the meds um so my brother-in-law is a type 1 diabetic and um, we have a couple type 1s actually which is kind of interesting to to look at that um, right we've had people with just blood markers that it, it's, it's kind of a cool thing where you have people do you know the challenge or this or that or talk about their nutrition and they come back like astonished with what's happened um mm. you know yeah off cholesterol medication and you know, each of those is obviously really amazing instances, but it's kind of cool that it's not like. It's not a miracle. Yeah. It's like, oh, awesome. Like now you're like, it's working. It's doing what it's supposed to. Like um, you've been drinking three Cokes every single day and eating a box of crackers at night before you go to sleep and you stop doing that and all your shit turned around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, yeah. It's not even really about adding anything, right? I mean, it's no, like, no. I mean, yeah. So that's. Do you have any vices? Like, are, are you are you drinking wine every single uh, night? Are you? I mean, isn't, uh, that, isn't no. that what parents do? Um, there's been phases of you know wine or bourbon, and then you kind of look at like, ah, uh, maybe this isn't an everyday sort of thing. Bourbon. Huh? Um, yeah, there was a there was a bourbon period, mm-hmm. and Paul would come over for many of those. Bill likes to. He's like a mixologist. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of bourbon. A mixologist. And, that's like some, a book like you see at Urban Outfitter, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Just like I think it's just the term for people that book. make cocktails. I know, but I just um, see, like it's like I just see it like like yeah. a book at Urban Outfitter fuckology. No, it's, 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 it's like it's like, like a it's like the current it's like the, like the craft, updated term for yeah, like yeah. A, a bartender who yeah. goes like outside. It's a bartender the that's area. not just selling you like a seven dollar like you know soda and something vodka. beyond a two pour yeah. drink. Yeah. It reminds no me, vices, though. It reminds I mean, me of, uh, uh, have you ever hung out with Josh Bridges and his whole coffee thing? Well, I've he, heard about the coffee oh, thing. Oh, man. Yeah, he is, he's, yeah. a, he's a mixologist, but not for mixed yeah. drinks for coffee. He's oh, like, well, we have the... He's snooty as fuck. We have the pot. Now, we went to a coffee class, Bill and I. Oh, shit. And we are the only, all these baristas in the city that, you know, everybody's introducing yeah, themselves. Yeah. And like, I'm a barista here. And they all know each other. And they can... You know, why don't you just do stuff? And they're like looking at us, like, "What the hell are you people doing here?" <laughs> um, but it was interesting. But we have the pot with the temperature because the temperature is really important. The grinder also is very important. What brand you, is the pot? Do you know what pot brand that is? Fellow makes it. Oh, Fellow. Okay. Can we see that, Eric? Okay. <laughs> um, and then there's the grinder. That's really important. The grind size, and then you have the scale. Because it has to be the right ratio. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have a thing at the gym. We have coffee culture. Um, there's actually a video. Oh, it was probably a story. Um, but like we started pulling up. Um, that's some is random that what, guy. Is that what you have to look that's... like to pour in a cup of coffee? <laughs> is that, that, is, that is not. That guy shops at Urban Outfit. Is, yeah. is that Bill right there? No. that no. is. <laughs> if that was Bill, we'd, I, I uh, there should sure be some concern. Paul, did you almost spit out your. Um... Yeah. <laughs> I'm holding myself because I'm uncomfortable. Um, Kariana, one time you said something about people getting old to me. <laughs> And about how you you, you like um, had this you had this like kind of like yeah yeah I'm getting okay. there and you had this sort of like this um 
this like fear of getting old but you uh, made this criticism about like guys who get older and they start getting like wrinkles like here or ear was it ear wrinkle? i think it was i think it was ear hair ear hair or ear wrinkle but anyway i want you to know that stuck with me <laughs> like oh, good. so now it's yes, the, yes, the bangs yes, and the ear i hope is, every day when you look at yourself just like i do about the dress and the bangs you think hair or ear wrinkles he, yep. he has picked an ear hair off of my ear and be like god don't you have anybody to look after you it's you know what else it, it cut is me to the core but you're gonna get old too i know and and yeah are you gonna, i hope i don't have ear hair are you gonna like bill? <laughs> are you gonna like bill when he gets old bill's six years younger than me so <laughs> i know i just he want you really... to be like of course i'll outgrow that phase but instead um, it's no i married I just, at least i have a buffer right you know? right um yeah i will yeah you, I mean, do you, you have do to you find, accept it. Do you find older people more age. attractive now than you did when you were um, younger? Are you I, still I like, haven't given that a old. lot of... I mean, how old's old? Are we talking 50 yeah. or are we talking like 90? Well, well, well <laughs> when you were... I mean, does anybody... When you were 20, you thought a 39-year-old just wasn't attractive because they're old. But now that you're 39, mm. no? I don't know. I mean, there's probably some attractive 39-year-olds. Okay. Right? I mean, fuck, I don't know. I think every, I, I have... A, Huge swath of what beauty yeah. is for me. <laughs> Why am I asking you? Yeah, massive. Respectfully. Yeah. Massive. I mean, Thank here's you. the question. So if you look at unattractive people, mm-hmm. or you could say the same of old people, mm-hmm. are they still attracted to each other or are they just stuck with each other because that's what they're stuck with? You know what I mean? Like if you're married to an unattractive person, you're both unattractive, are you attracted to that person? Or is it that that's what you've accepted? Like... I think no matter how attractive oh. someone is when you get with them, it wears off on you. <laughs> Wait, it where they're <laughs> how attracted you are to them wears off? No, their attractiveness wears off. You could have the most. Well, it's because you've you mean because you've now like you've accepted that challenge. You've gotten the challenge of. I don't know and why they're not new anymore. I don't know why. Does Haley watch this podcast? But <laughs> Haley, the stop things listening. that I find um, um, beautiful as I get older in someone are things that kind of like move me. You know what I mean? Like yesterday when I struggled to do 155 and I finished a workout and I see she's doing 155, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's my yeah. girl. You know what I mean? Well, hopefully or you're you're invested do- in more. You're attracted to more than just their external it's, beauty. It's, but she sure. has to work on that. She can't be like what we were talking about in Paul's thing, a fucking fence sitter. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if she didn't do CrossFit or if yeah. I didn't see like yesterday, she's like, I can't do, I don't know how to climb a rope. I'm like, then do, then do legless rope climbs. Mm-hmm. And she did it. It sounds like you're and saying. I, if but she that's who you married. Cause that was always there. Now, whether she climbed a rope legless or not, like, but that, that trans- was still who she is. But that transcends beauty. Yes. Like when I was, yes. when I was 20 and I first saw her, I just wanted to fuck her. You know what I mean? Right. I, rem- I remember she's walking down the street and I was like, oh, I got, I want to go talk to her, but not like to marry her. Right. Sure. <laughs> That, that, but I think that's that much it's is called prob- yeah. <laughs> but I, I think you're I think you are attracted to her uh, her ability to challenge herself. That's what it sounds like. Or or just just any component. What I, I guess to, to to steer this back to where we mm-hmm. came from. You were asking the question: um, Is anyone still attracted to their mate as they get older, or are they just stuck? And you have to have a um, your definition of beauty if it's not um, a broad enough or if it's not simple enough mm-hmm. you know like i had a best friend tell me once a friend i've known since the second grade told me a couple years ago 
when I first met you in the second grade, there was this thing I liked about you. And he goes, and you've never lost it. And it's this tiny little thing. And I go, what is it? He goes, oh, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> you know? But, yeah, I mean, I meant the initial, I guess I meant the initial, like, like but, you wanted like to, chemistry. you saw, yeah, yeah. Like, um, but yeah, of course. I mean, that stuff, all the, the ear hairs and the wrinkles and the, yeah, the body, like that's, if that's your only thing that you're falling back on or on your mate, then yeah, you're kind of fucked. You're right. getting past the veneer of it too. It's not just a superficial level. Like the, you know, the people that do the bodybuilding or whatever you were saying at the Arnold, that's just straight up veneer and chemicals and surgery, whatever it is, you know? There's, yeah, there's characteristics you like. Yeah, of course. Um, like today when when we were talking, when Paul was in your seat, we were mm -hmm. interviewing him, he did one of these. He gave one of these with his hand. Like, oh, I like that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, like maybe you like the way Bill pours the coffee. <laughs> and you know what I mean? It's you know, incredible. I mean, there's, yeah. there's all these yeah, nuances it's... that you stir, like yeah. to, um, and then there's things like you hate. Like I hate the way he leaves his shoes on my side of the bed. Right, right. And I can smell them when I'm sleeping. Yeah, of course. Does he do that? No. Does he have smelly feet? Um, it's really the socks. It's not the feet. That's at least his defense. Lots of years in the military, and we had to like get rid of all the socks. <laughs> and so did it go away? Yeah, it's well. We also leave our shoes at the door. We're I was going to say families. I was going to preempt this. Do you look? It's we, like the, the shoes come off as yep. soon as you get in the house. Probably a mudroom. Yep. It's they don't. We're, we're one of those people. I yeah. don't believe in trudging all that shit into your house that you're. So Does his specific. body odor bother you? No. He doesn't really have body odor. Yeah, that's like love shit. Yeah. He does. You just but I mean, yeah, I, I find that like unless it was like severe, you know, that would be like off-putting. But there should be a little like not, you know, where you're some like must. there's some pheromones or something, you know, smell, like yeah, yeah it's like shit. yeah, Haley loves my man. Yeah. Shit. Oh yeah, that was yeah. the coffee class. Okay, so sorry. Yeah, yeah, you were talking. So they they looked at you like you're a fucking weirdo. Yeah. And. And then we proceeded and we did the class and there was all these really cool, we learned about all those things and it was like a date day. It was kind of cool, but they've since stopped doing them. We wanted to go for the, like they do one. I wanted to go do the art, the coffee art thing. Um, but it's a, yeah, they, they actually, you know, make beans and sell them to a lot of. I went to this coffee shop and there was this guy, Angel. Could you pull up my Instagram, Eric? And his name is Angel. And he um, was the barista there for the eight years I went to the coffee shop. And it was at the French Hotel in Berkeley. Okay. Um, and that's in the Gourmet Ghetto. And it's across the street from Chez Panisse, which some people oh, consider yeah. the greatest restaurant yeah. in the world. And I would go there every single day. I, I would walk there in the morning, get a bag of broccoli at Andronico's, say hi to Angel, Angel. He'd make me my coffee, and then I would sit down. And one morning, he did the the art on top of my okay. coffee. But were you getting a latte? I forget what I was fucking okay. getting, but I, I can't. Had to have something. Yeah. Left. Fucking believe what he put on top what of my was coffee. It? Was it a naked woman? I was fascinated. <laughs> I was like, how does he even know that that's okay? Whoa. What was it? Not only was I okay with it, but I was. Is like, this on the Instagram? I feel like I know what yeah. it is. It's, it's going to be. It's, it's way. It's like, scroll. Well, it's scroll not that. Down. I'll just keep scrolling. You can give me three guesses. I'm only going to need one. He, what is it, Matt? What is it, Matthew? What's it was a penis. Oh, that's a good guess. That's a good guess. Yeah, that was another no, one. That's not it. Close. <laughs> you know who my favorites are? Like Josh Bridges makes it on my Instagram a lot. That's why I have to balance it out by saying a lot of bad shit about him on the podcast. <laughs> 
This is going to be <laughs> it's good. It's so funny. Wow. When you scroll back through somebody who's in CrossFit, especially people that work for CrossFit, you hit the games era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> it's all games for like... Yeah. Like, wait, go scroll down a second. Did you see me that goes down more? That's me like in my 20s. Oh, sorry, up a little bit, up a little bit. <laughs> that, that's me in my 70s. For those, for those listening, it looks like... Um, uh, what's that movie? Survive? Not Survivor. The one with Tom no, Hanks. It, it looks like a. <laughs> he hasn't Castaway. Castaway. Where he hasn't oh trimmed God. the hair on his body. I mean, the ear hair is. If okay, you can see get, the ears, close this shit. Close ear this. hair would be off. Go the go back up. I want to show Kari on one more picture. Look at that one. Oh my God. No, the old. The no, old. No, no, to the right. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Oh my God. Wow. Oh my wow. God. You've never seen that? No. <laughs> Oh my God! You look, you look like your face is chiseled from stone. Thank the, you. The flowing locks. You look it's like incredible. It's like borderline professional wrestler. You've got the so nineties with the pocket on the. The pocket. The, the pocket's water. coming back. That's wow. all I wore was Hanes t-shirts from Kmart. Wow. Okay. We, <laughs> right. Close that. Soon. So keep going. Let's go. Let's find this fucking cup of coffee. Other way. Sorry. Other way. Oh my gosh. Man, doesn't Dan Bailey have a crazy body? <laughs> okay. Keep of, going. There's a lot of crazy bodies in here. Let's see. Mm. Oh God, I remember all of these. It's funny. There, in my early days, I was a little more desperate to publish, and I could see some stuff that I would have to edit. Yeah, I'd have to mm -hmm. crop out now. Where is that cup of coffee? We've mm -hmm. gone through two. So, two games. so you don't know how to do that yet? No. But you want to learn. We don't, how to do and it. we don't do um, lattes. Have you ever seen a oh? Have you ever seen a naked girl on a on a coffee cup? No. We must be getting close. Well, I remember that. Yeah. Americanos is pretty much our thing. Was it pre-twins or post-twins? I think uh, it's before babies. Okay. Oh, we're getting back to the bugs. <laughs> yeah, the bug phase. The bug era. How long has Instagram been around for God. crying out loud? So, I think we started using it in CrossFit. Pre oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but that's not, that's not really, that was that's using like chocolate November syrup. I'm talking about oh, it is. Yes. <laughs> I mean that those are foam things, but I mean, foam do you know boobs? what I'm talking about? Like, so you're like that... a leaf, oh. like like in Europe, everywhere you get a latte, mm -hmm. they they pour the milk. Me. I mean, did so you think no that those? So there's no craftsmanship in Did you think saying? that that <laughs> was? I don't know what I thought. I didn't think. <laughs> <laughs> you're not impressed, huh, Paul? It hurts. Yeah. I mean, the, it's the, still impressive that he that he knew you yeah. from that to know that 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 you would appreciate that. And it's funny that I guessed that that's what it was. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, and because clearly, so transparent. Clearly, there's a hole in your there's a hole in your story. <laughs> you wouldn't stop by. That's a that's not a to go cup. That's a stay. No, cup. no. Yes, I stayed there. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> if I ah, I was there. Um, so is this yours? Because yes, yeah. who's a stranger? See, drinking? right. So so these are made with um, milk, like the Swan. That would have been impressive. Wow, that yeah. look at that cat jumping from <laughs> to the next. Holy shit! <laughs> I mean, I think you feel a little less impressed about. It. I'm sorry that we yeah. threw in that. I think some of the more ornate ones too. They use like a toothpick. Yeah, yeah. We'll go yeah. through it. Wow, thank you, Eric, for <laughs> for shitting helping on your post. helping. She <laughs> <laughs> yeah. couldn't find it. <laughs> did um? Did you do anything special for your 10 year anniversary for your affiliate? That'll be so ten years. That was oh eight. So that's this won't October. That, no, won't that be wow? <laughs> Jeez, won't that be? Um, you could do that in Photoshop. Wipe that. Um, 
It'll be this October. No, it wouldn't have been 2017? 10 years? Yeah, 2008 started. 10 plus 8 yeah, is 17. 18. No, no. 8 to 9, 9 to 10. Oh, 10 to okay. 10. And I always show, brag that I'm great at simple <laughs> math. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that'll be this fall. But like, it's kind of weird because we moved to Morristown in 2010, so I'm not sure if it's legit to count it from... I mean, it's still mm. me... So do we think we count it from my thing or because now it's Morristown, we count it from Morristown, which would be 2010. Did you start over with completely new clients? No. I had them both to, at one point and then the first one. I say you count it. I say you right. count, it. count it. Yeah, I don't even think twice about that. But if yeah, you want, no. I can ask the powers that be. Yeah, we can email affiliate support right now. Yeah. Eric, yeah, Eric yeah. you want to get on that? Yeah. Gmail. <laughs> is there any any is there anyone that's helped you or any manifesto or anywhere you would point to someone or anything you've learned about running an affiliate that you think that all affiliates should know that you'd want to share? Like even if you can't cover it all here, point to that or yeah. hey, remember this or <clears throat> you well, ever lose your way and find it again? Yeah, I mean I think as a an as an affiliate, like if you haven't lost your way a couple of times, you probably aren't pushing yourself enough. Um, I mean, I, I think unfortunately it's changed a little bit. Like one of the, one of the, one of the people or things that helped me was that at the time when I opened, I could talk to Greg Arsenic who owned, or owns the one in Montclair and he was very That's really open his last name? Arsenic? Arsenic. Hmm. Okay. Um, and like some of that has gone a little bit, you know, like the, yeah, let's best practices. Let me share. Sure, come on down. Like one of the guys, the guy that did my hair, who was on my Instagram yesterday, Miguel, he has a CrossFit not far from us, 30 minutes, 25 minutes. And it was really cool yesterday because he's doing my hair and he's like, hey, when's your next coaches meeting? And I said, like, March. And he's like, can I come with my head coach? And it was like, it was, you know, it's not because he wants to you know, like steal something. I mean, what, what are you going to steal? You know, it was just a chance for us, like him to learn and to be part of it. And that stuff doesn't happen that much. And I think no matter how great you think you are or how great you're doing, you have to get outside of your affiliate just to even see like, wow, I really wouldn't do that. Or I'm glad, I'm glad we do this the way we do it. Or, oh, that's really cool. Like I, we went to an affiliate, uh, I, well, I went to Osorio's affiliate recently. Um, for work pleasure so they had a level one that bill was working so i went in and you know spent the night and then took a class in the morning and um you know it's like such a simple thing i mean they so they had a space that's probably that space was smaller than our gym and they had two classes running um simultaneously which for our community i think it'd be challenging to do that but they did it great. Because the New Yorker knows that yeah. they have to accept yeah. close quarters because that's yeah. city lifestyle. Yes. Awesome. Know your and that's how there. they've been, right. right? So if that's how you start, it's hard to just change people into, you know, new people that come in. If we've started something new, they never know it was any different. But one of the things they did that was really cool was like it's such a simple thing. They go around, they have like a question thing, mm. you know, like pancakes waffles or french toast what's and your like, favorite bug yeah and they have this list this book you know with questions and obviously if it's a smaller class you can get a little more like hey what are you doing this weekend if it's 30 people that would take a while 
Um, but it's just during the like mobility or warm up or whatever. Um, and those are just things that like, yeah, if you just keep yourself to your own affiliate, um, you might doing, be doing some great stuff or not great stuff, but you're never going to know where you can evolve. So go visit other affiliates. Yeah. Um, e- that's easy. You say that, but that's not. Number one, in your close proximity, then it becomes like, well, what are they going to think? If Is that weird if I... I'm like their competitor or, you know, people get so wrapped around the axle about that stuff, um, which is ridiculous in many ways. Cause, but I think if people did that, um, obviously when you travel, you could do that. But, and the other thing is, I mean, right now there's so much being done with, um, programming and coach development. There's a lot of resources for that out there, which is awesome. You know, HQ, the training stuff, the lesson planning, um, but it's it's a little bit of an untapped thing, the, like, affiliate. Like, I would love to eventually do something. Just, just I think a lot of people who are doing it right now have, um, like, if you get on with a coach, like, they think you should do this. It doesn't matter if you have a gym with 100 people, if you're a level one trainer, if you just started, you should do this. Versus, like, tell me about your gym where do you want to go with it? Let's talk about some options you have because they're little, all individual. A, a little do- dogmatic. Yeah. In the in the in the current like formulaic. Yeah. Yep. It's these are the things. This is what you should do. Versus, you know, there's two gyms that are doing things completely different. They're both having success. So, just just bringing that. If people aren't going to get out to see it, bringing it to people and being like, oh, here's all of your options. And people that have been doing it for ten years probably have experimented with, well, we've done it this way, this way, this way. Here are the benefits of doing it these ways. Here are some of the things you have to think about that are not so great. So um, so that's kind of a, a, an area that, you know, maybe that'll eventually come or, you know, maybe it's people like, I don't know, you know, me or Osorio who have been doing it a while. Um, it was a great, that was a great example you gave, but basically that New York City example. Yeah. Um, the city deserves a lot of gyms, but it's definitely a fucking weird place to open a gym, right? Yeah. Um, and there's other places like that too, I'm sure. Hong Kong, right? Right. Um, downtown Seattle's probably going to be yeah. like that. Vancouver. I mean, NYC, um, Dave and I were there for something. And, you know, he goes on his affiliate visits. And he was just like, this is crazy because they're a new space. They've got two levels. And you walk in, and in a space that is smaller than our gym, they're running five classes. And this is there, and then you go upstairs, and it's even a smaller space, and you're just like this, and it, it feels so claustrophobic. But those people, that's their life. That's what they're used to. That's just. But I, you know, I couldn't imagine that. We had so we had a class on Sunday that ended up being a huge group of people, and they were all like, ah. And I said that I was like, you know, I was just at another CrossFit, and and they're like, yeah, but that's the city. Though they're used to it. Yeah, like they knew right away. I'm like, okay, well. You're still going to get a workout in, so you know, don't complain. So what do you do when you hear that? Do you want to open a bigger box? No. You're good. No. Yeah. I don't think, uh, I mean, there's cool ideas for like another smaller gym, like a smaller room that you could do some cool stuff. But I mean, we have a 6,000 square foot space and I don't know if I were to open, start over, I wouldn't make it bigger or. Fuck. <laughs> Sound from the office next door coming over. Can we go regulate? 
if you, if you need to. Okay. Or I'm going to say one comment about her bangs, and then we're going to wrap this up. <laughs> Miguel did an amazing job. Yeah, your hair does look great. I'll, yeah, I'll pass your hair that looks on. great. A lot of good hair in here today. Yeah, top to bottom. Man. I, 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 you know, I'm going to say something that's like totally like I'm not I'm not walking the walk because I, I put gunk in my hair today, but like I'm really <laughs> into like just. Um, the natural like, yeah the whole hippie just you know what i mean remember oh. those hats are you fucking nuts posting a picture of me on your instagram Dude, you are so self-conscious about your face yeah i hate i mean i hate it it's, i like it's, this one better i feel like i'm gonna terrorist attack myself we have we have good times at the games <laughs> we together. do have good times i laughed so at the opening scene that's of, a great uh, shot of me right there yeah from 15 feet away it's awesome yeah, see, i disagree um thank you matt the opening scene of the first behind the scenes which I was excited that it came out, and now I'm like, where's number two? So What is happening? So one was supposed uh, to come out. Here. Episode two is supposed to come out today. Okay. Um, but then we had this. I did this interview with Dave recently that is more relevant the to the it. Open. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> it's more relevant, to, we think, to like you know getting people to register for the Open, okay. um, which I'm a firm believer because every year I register yeah. for the Open. Like I never want to register, never want to register, and then I do, and I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I finished it. Yeah. A sense of accomplishment. But we, the first scene was that bike, you know, it's Justin riding across. And so the guy had just told, so Justin wasn't there, and the guy had just told Dave, like, hey, the trick to this, and Dave knew how to ride through Sam, but he was like, the trick is to, like, lean back, or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And here comes Justin, he gets on the bike, and Savan's yelling, like, lean forward, lean forward. <laughs> and, and, like, you can hear, like, my cackle in the background. But, like, I love watching it, because there's so many... Like, it's such a special thing to get to be part of being behind the scenes in that. And there's, you know, a lot of stress, but there's a lot of just silly, funny things. He has such um, a good line about that, too. And he was like, but you know what you did wrong? He's like, got on the bike. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> but there's Who, so many oh, of these. Wait in the front. And then we're all left. Got on the bike. Kariana, so what is your job at the games? Uh, so I assist dave mm -hmm. and so now it's and what's, know, what's dave's job at the games dave is the dave is running the show he's the crossfit yeah. games director yeah he basically comes up with the workouts he goes to the venue back and forth all year he basically is the visionary for the games yes and then and then are you involved in any of that mid-year shit no um i only get involved from the open through the end of the games so you start being with him on site starting in the open yeah so we have like a team dave's team and so he likes to have you know so regionally different people will go to different announcements and then those people we've kind of gotten it now down to like that'll be the team then at the game so there's some familiarity like you're not just trying to start over with how it is and it kind of ramps up because obviously the open it's a little more relaxed regionals gets a little more and then the games is you know and how many assistants does he have at the games um the the team is probably like seven or eight people isn't there like a head isn't there one called the day whisperer yeah so that that was my first year last year being the whisperer so you were the like executive assistant that last yes. year and um was that significantly different or harder than just being the assistant yeah I would say so. I mean, because ultimately you're responsible for that. You're responsible for the group and you're responsible for what Dave wants. And if something goes wrong, it's, 
it's you that fell short, not the other. You're not pointing to your team, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a trip being being um, so so I I go in and out because I, when I'm doing the behind the scenes, I catch I try to catch up with you guys and stay with you guys and sort of like because that's the, the yeah. heart, so to speak. That's where all all the shit's happening, and then from there it kind of goes outward. But then I have to go out and film the athletes and get those interviews, and it's always weird. The short periods of time I do spend with you and Dave, and, and there's I think usually like three or four, mm-hmm. and you kind of hang out in concentric rings around <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah. Um. He. I, uh, and you know, there's all sorts of weird rules about being out there. It's not just like it's it's not sure. fun, it's not fun and games. You're not supposed to be within his 180 degree. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're advanced, you don't want to get yelled at. You never want to be in the <laughs> yeah. periphery. Yeah. I mean, you know these rules, yeah. right? Um. You have to not only do the task he says, but you have to stay with him. And I always trip on that one. Right, right. Because he'll be like, hey, I need this, this, and this. And you're supposed to go get it. But then he leaves and goes somewhere else. And right. you have to stay. You're supposed to be with them. Yeah. So you're supposed to go over and tell the head judge that they need to reload all the weights and push them to this side of the field. And yet he's Gone. going to the next venue. Right. And you're supposed to stay by his side. Yeah. And I'm just like, how the fuck is she yeah. doing this? Yeah. It's um, And spraying. I do, this was funny. Spraying everybody down with spray. I mean, it's definitely... I guess you right? get I guess you get better at it. I mean, this will be year two there, so that'll be good. And and having that's why having that team of people because you can't be ten places at once. And somebody might just have to be like following him, because if he needs something and you're not there, like it doesn't matter that you're doing something else. Like it, it shouldn't matter. So just having people understand, like you know, it's kind of cool. Some of the some of the people on that team are moms, and it's like great because you're kind of used to like. They got to multitask, and the job's just got to get done, and um, yeah. So it's, it's there's good. a lot of improvising in the job. I noticed, and it's it's like never you never know exactly what he's gonna ask for or what he wants. It could be move weights, it could be a sandwich, it could be move a herd of people. Right. It could be yeah. It's kind of nuts. Um, what what do you show up there in Madison the exact same day he does? Yeah. So last year, that's that's like a week prior. You um, show up, he shows up, yep. and then your mornings start always at 5 a.m., 4.30 a.m.? No, like for the, once the games start, yeah, it's like so, you know, probably 5, there's coffee and breakfast and all that stuff. and. So you get up at 4 a.m.? I mean, yeah, I can't remember last year. It was, you know, you don't get a lot of sleep. Nobody does. I mean, right. that's the thing. At You're the playing games, it off so casually. I think it's fucking nuts. I'm trying to drive this point home. Like, God damn. Because, like, mm-hmm. I catch up with you guys in the mornings. And, and you're very nice to me. Because Dave will be like, meet me down here at 5 in the morning. And you'll text me, like, at 1 in the morning. Right, You're right, like, right. hey, just left the final meeting. They're going to meet at 4.30. Right, like, right, oh, right. Fuck. Yeah, you always have to be I'm a half glad, hour early. I'm glad someone wow. told me. I was me. laughing thinking about that this morning with Paul because we said like nine forty, and I'm, and I had this like moment like, wow, if this was Dave, I'd be late. Like I was a minute early. That's way late. That's too late. But um, it really is. That's no joke. But it, he's doing it's, it. It's a half you know what hour I mean? early. So, yes, but it's weird, isn't it? He always shows up everywhere a half hour early, and then you're late if you're not a half hour early. Why doesn't he just say show up at five or four thirty? What he means. You know, is Bill like that, or is that a military? I think thing? it's a military thing. We, I remember being down with Bill when I'd visit him, and they had some go time. You know, you had to be there at five. So he says, okay, so that means we should be there at four thirty, but you should be early for the early. So we should really be there at four. And you're like, this is insane. Like, so now you're in. They're all sitting in their cars, and they're all there, just sitting there. And I'm like, what is the point of this? So being early is on time. Um, Are you? Uh, were you ever on the demo team? No. Are you fit enough to be on the demo team? No. 
these guys are animals, right? Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, you saw it. They yeah. do so much and it's like, do this, no, do this differently. So they might do the workout like three times mm. where people are doing it once. You think Ben Alderman's going to make it back on the demo team? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. thought it was a good, good group. Um, I thought last year was, I mean, but this is all like before, I feel like it's only crazy once the game starts. Were you surprised to see Allison Scuds on the game, on the demo team? Look no. at her. Look at her. She's not even games athlete. <laughs> she did really great. Neither's Alderman. I thought they were. I think this was the first year that there were non-games athletes on the demo team. Hmm. Oh, maybe. They did okay. Yeah, they did great. <laughs> they did amazing. Um, will you continue to do it this year? Will you be his assistant this year? Yeah, I I will. And uh, I don't know. Hopefully every year you get a little trying to find out more information and attempt to prepare. Do you recognize that look that Dave gets on his face when he's getting really intense and his lips get yeah. really narrow? Yeah. And then he... Starts rubbing his eyebrows. Eye. Yeah, yeah, he's got some crazy. <laughs> he would suck at yeah. poker. He's got some crazy. Yeah, gives. tells. Um, yeah, tells. Yeah. But um, but it's like one of the it's 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 one of the most stressful times and nerve wracking, and you know like there's no, it's fun, it's fun, and then it's just like all work and there's not, you're in a role of just like getting shit done, um, but then it's it's really worth it to be part of that. Incredibly I mean, rewarding. Yeah. I mean, everybody, and that's the cool thing at the games, like, there's so many jobs, and it's just, like, wherever you're just, like, being put in a role that is going to help the overall effort, and everybody's working. And you, like, pass the judges, and they're doing their thing. Everybody's just have trying you, to make it happen. Have you seen anyone cry after Dave has a talk with him? There's been tears. Yeah. There's been some tears. <laughs> I think I don't think lack of sleep is helpful. Like no. there's a lot of Have things. Have you seen Dave cry? No. 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 No one's ever yelled at Dave and made him cry. <laughs> I think that is uh highly unlikely. How many pictures do you take with Dave at the games? There's a lot. He just took one there's with you and Cammy. Yeah. You... I don't take pictures with him. I take the pictures of people. But Well that he, one you were just in with. That Cammie. one was yeah. yeah. I think that was like a mercy picture. When whenever Dave's with you, you guys take a picture of flipping off the camera and send it to me. <laughs> and I always Do you remember. Were you doing the ping pong? Was that you that got beat? Remember that ping pong table set up? You and Dan Bailey. In the lobby at the yeah, yeah, hotel. Yeah, no, it was at the um, in this lobby. Anyway, I don't I don't remember that. But but I always wonder when he takes those pictures if they're for me. I don't know what you mean. Like, like they're probably like, directed like, directly at you. If like, he's like, is he like finger. Ariana? Let's flip the camera off and send this to Sevon, or is he like, okay, I'm gonna send this to Sevon? I'm no, no. To he, he's just got it in, in the yeah. chamber, ready to fire. And you're like a fuck you one. for me. I'm kind of like, oh, that's cool. He's thinking about me. I but think I it's. Like a, I think it's specifically for you. It is okay. Yeah, maybe he wasn't want me to tell you that, but but this year, remember, we stopped for Starbucks for you. Remember, you get rent running out of the car because you didn't want the one and. I was treated very well. You this were, year. yeah. You were in, in the car the whole time. Yeah, I didn't get banished. In years past, I've been banished <laughs> times. I had to take a, a time out. <laughs> Thank you. Do you want to come over to my house and see my babies? There, I was watching on the stories. I'm like, his, your children are when they got into that fireplace. But the best part is, you're just filming them. That's you know, the only and they're way. just when wreaking havoc with that little way. dog, and you know. 
I, I do like getting the pan of like the, the house because there's like the rings and then there's like. I try to hide the house so you can't figure out the exact mm. house. I'm not doing it very There's good a lot job. happening there though. Yeah. Oh, 